0: Welcome to Epignosis, the teaching ministry of Chris Morgan. May the light of God illuminate your heart and may the truth make you free as you listen. Today, I want to talk about righteousness. This word is often used by Christians in particular, but unfortunately not many know what it truly means. In many cases, it is used interchangeably with the word holiness, but this is an error because they do not mean the same thing. Now I will attempt to bring out the true meaning of this important word so as to free those who receive this message from the shackles of deception and fear and possibly save some from the terrible disappointments that may occur in the end. Righteousness according to several dictionaries I checked, is defined as adhering to moral principles or moral uprightness or the state of being righteous. Now I went ahead and checked the word righteous. I found that it means being characterized by or proceeding from acceptable standards or morality and justice. To be quite honest, I was quite disappointed with all the definitions I saw because they do not capture the essence of the word as we see it in Scripture. Because they were more of religious and they had religious bias. But it's not too surprise though, because the word it's not used secularly anymore. You only hear it in religious settings, especially in Christian settings. However, the last definition I later found seemed better than the rest which is the state of being right righteousness is primarily a state of being not an act though actions can lead to that state the word translated righteousness in the scripture is and it means the state of being acceptable to god so righteousness is acceptability Bible scholars also like to define righteousness as right standing with God. In addition to being a state, it's also a standing, as we can see. Much like when Moses said, Who is on the Lord's side, let him come to me. This is in Exodus 32, 26. Where you stand determines whose you are or which side you're on. Therefore, righteousness, as I define it, is being right and acceptable where you stand. The state of righteousness can be reached mainly in two steps. Righteousness by getting into right standing and then the second one is righteousness by conduct. Now these two steps are not optional if one wants to get into the state of righteousness. Let's take righteousness Right standing. This step must precede the second step, which is righteousness in conduct. As a matter of fact, for righteousness in conduct to mean anything at all, you must first have righteousness in right standing. For example, if you go to a hotel or a factory and simply join the many workers you see there and work resuming on time every day and work very hard for a whole month, you are not likely to get a paycheck from the management of that company because you're not employed there. It doesn't matter how well you did the job, you are not on the payroll. That means you are not in right standing with that company to get a salary. The correct thing to have done is to get employment there first, by getting an employment letter before you start work. This is righteousness in right standing or position. Unless you take the first step to be in right standing with the organization to get wages, you will not get wages, regardless of how hard you did the work. Now, hard work is good, but right standing must come first. Therefore, with God, If you do not settle the matters of righteousness by right standing or spiritual regeneration, your good works are futile. Your righteousness in conduct will be like what God said in Isaiah 64, 6. He says your righteousness are like filthy rags before God. To be a Christian, righteousness in right standing can only be acquired by receiving Christ into your heart and being reborn as a child of God. That's the door into Christianity. Now once you've done this, you are in right standing through Christ. Now having been employed in a company, an employee has to be obedient to the dictates of that organization or there may be problems. When a person has done the right thing by getting into right standing with an organization by being employed there, it's also crucial to do what the organization wants, not what you think they want. What I have seen recently is that people reason out what Christ wants, rather than go to get the instruction from Christ as he has given it out in scripture personal opinion has replaced the word of God these days. Many people are no longer interested to know what the scriptures say. Everything is now philosophy. This is very wrong. Righteousness in conduct will only be measured in the light of what is required by the employer, not what the employee thinks. Christ has said the thing that we should do he said it in the book of john 13 34 he said a new commandment i give unto you that ye love one another christianity has only one law which is that law now in romans 10 4 it also says that christ is the end of the law for righteousness that means that as long as righteousness is concerned Christ has ended the law in that regard. And Christ replaced all the laws with just one law, and that is love for the brethren. Now, I've seen people who would rather go out for evangelism than help a brother who is in need. They would rather give money to what they call worthy causes than simply feed a brother who is next to them, who is hungry. They have placed more value on laws and church doctrine than their brother in Christ. This is great error, which whoever is like this will regret it when he meets with Christ in the end. Now, let me make this statement with all sense of seriousness. Nothing is more important to Christ than the Christian. How you're received by Christ depends only on how you treat Christians or your brother in Christ. I'm not saying this because I think so, I say so because Christ said so. Now please read the book of Matthew 25 from verse 31 to 46. It will tell you the full story. It's a long passage, so I will not be able to read it all here. But let me paraphrase. It says that. The Lord, when he comes, will divide people into two parts. The one on the right will inherit the kingdom of God, but the ones on the left will not. Listen to what he said to the people who will inherit the kingdom of God. He said, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked you clothed me i was sick and you visited me i was in prison and you came to me now as you can see from this scripture he never said anything about their behavior or their character or their sinlessness or holiness as people think He didn't even say anything about how many souls they brought into the kingdom the one and only criteria is charity or love towards the brethren. Now, my friends, this is the righteousness of the kingdom of God. Righteousness is not subjectively determined, but specified by the person or organization you're dealing with. Now, in this case, we're dealing with Christ. Let's not deceive ourselves. In order to be considered righteous you must first of all be in right standing in this particular instance we need to be reborn into the kingdom of god by accepting christ as our lord and receiving it into our lives when we have been born again then we must obey the commandment of christ which is only to love the brethren this is not optional please let us put emphasis where we should to avoid disappointments in the end. So much preaching goes on about what God wants these days, but not many even consider what Christ himself has demanded from us. It's an awful thing to work so hard but get no pay in the end because we did what we thought instead of what our employer wants. Now if we go ahead to read to the end of that passage in Matthew 25, you will see what he said to those who believed they did good works, who think they did many miracles, who think they did many things or won many souls into the kingdom, but did not have love for the brethren. He said, I do not know you. I hope you will receive this message with humility and bring the necessary changes into your life as it is reflected in scripture. Thank you so much for listening and may God bless you. We hope you were blessed by these teachings. For inquiry, support and contributions, kindly send us an email on epignosis721 at gmail.com. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 234 80 We would love to hear from you. God bless you.